Hi, and welcome to Paul Martin's Catholic Podcast. I'm Paul Martin. I used to be a Presbyterian, then Pentecostal lay preacher. After studying the Bible and church history afresh, I converted to Catholicism in December 2017. Today, I'm talking about a controversial issue, and it's an issue that is very, very big among conspiracy theorists. And that is the role of Pope Pius XII and the Catholic Church in general during the Second World War, as well as the Nazi rule in the 1930s and the Holocaust in which millions of Jews and other people were killed in concentration camps. There are people who hate the Catholic Church and they refer to Pope Pius XII as Hitler's Pope. And then there is a small minority of fanatical traditionalist Catholics, many of whom have left the church, such as SETI vacantists, who won't recognise any Pope since 1958, and the SSPX, a organisation that basically rejects the current leadership of the Catholic Church and says we should go back to older, more traditional ways of thinking. There are many Catholics also who are upset that we Catholics refer to the Jews as our elder brothers in the faith. They think that it's some brand new thing that's come about since Vatican II. And they think that everything in the Catholic Church was good until the end of Pope Pius XII. But I'm not going to go off on too many tangents, but I am going to keep these things in mind as I talk today about the ridiculous allegation made that Pope Pius XII was Hitler's Pope. We're going to look at the real facts there's a very good article at catholicculture.org called The Record of Pius XII's Opposition to Hitler. I'm actually going to look at two popes uh, for this. Pope Pius XI, who reigned from 1922 to 1939. And then Pope Pius XII, who reigned from 1939 to 1958, and Pope Pius XII lived from 1876 to 1958, and Hitler very scornfully referred to Pope Pius XII as a Jew lover, and Pope Pius never even met Hitler in person, although they did correspond diplomatically. Uh, almost from the time the Nazi party started and was known, in the early 1920s, Pope Pius XI condemned Nazism and its overall philosophy. In 1933, there was the Reichskonkordat, or a Concordat. It was a treaty made on the 20th of July, 1933, between... President Paul von Hindenburg 
and Cardinal Eugenio Pacelli. Cardinal Eugenio Pacelli was the future Pope Pius XII. It was an agreement that the government of Germany would respect the rights of the church and the Catholic clergy would stay out of political parties and swear an oath of loyalty to the German president. The German president was Paul von Hindenburg. He was a God-fearing, honourable man and due to the structure of democracy in Germany, he was forced to make a government with Adolf Hitler as Chancellor. So this was a concordat that the Nazis violated almost immediately. In 1934, when, when von Hindenburg died, he was a frail old man, Hitler then abolished the office of president and chancellor and he made himself both or Führer as absolute ruler. So the Concordat was not made with Hitler the dictator, it was made with the democratic president of Germany and it was violated by the Nazis almost immediately. The Nazis did not honour their side of the treaty and so the Catholics began resistance. In 1937, Pope Pius XI issued his encyclical Mit Brennender Sorge, which meant, it was in German, it means with burning concern. And he vehemently condemned the pantheistic confusion and neo-paganism and the so-called myth of race and blood. And the Nazis retaliated with hundreds of Catholics were sent to prison or concentration camps. The clergy were targeted on trumped up charges. And in 1940, Catholics and Protestants organised resistance to euthanasia in Germany where about 70,000 people who were handicapped disabled, senile, or other disabilities were killed. And one of those killed included a cousin of Joseph Ratzinger, who was the future Pope Benedict XVI. There were widespread protests, and the killings were halted, or they were done on a lesser level in secret. And the Catholic Bishop von Galen was instrumental in this resistance. There was also Bishop Prozing, who was Bishop of Berlin, and he condemned racism and the persecution of Jews. And there was also Joseph Fringes, the Archbishop of Cologne, who denounced Nazi atrocities. And after the war, Pope Pius XII made these men cardinals. And Praising gave his blessing to Klaus von Stauffenberg's assassination attempt on Hitler. Von Stauffenberg was a devout Catholic and he was executed by firing squad in 1944. There's a movie made about him called Operation Valkyrie by, and it's got Tom Cruise, but it's a film that 
pretty much plays down and ignores the devout Catholic faith that motivated him to do this assassination attempt on Hitler. Uh, Vincent Lapamada's 2005 book, The Jesuits and the Third Reich, on page 3, says that the Catholics rescued between 700,000 to 860,000 Jews from death during World War II. And in 1938, Pope Pius XI condemned the Nazi violence on Kristallnacht, and that was where uh, the Nazis went and burned and looted and smashed the windows of Jewish businesses. And the result was a protest of 5,000 Nazis against the Catholics and Jews. Hitler himself uh, was raised Catholic, but by the time he was an adolescent boy, he mocked and ridiculed the Catholic faith. And he hated Christianity in general. And he said that the two greatest blows to ever hit the world were Jewish Bolshevism and Christianity. And where's my evidence for that? It's from Hitler himself in his own book, Hitler's Table Talk. There are a series of after-dinner talks that were given by Hitler that were recorded by stenographers. Now, Pope Pius XI also said to pilgrims on the 6th of September 1938, it is not possible for Christians to participate in anti-Semitism. Spiritually, we are Semites. And he was honouring the Jewish heritage of the Christian faith. The Vatican started to help Jewish refugees fleeing from Nazi Germany. And a good book to read, an online booklet, is Jonathan Gorski's book, Pius XII and the Holocaust. And it's at the Yad Vashem Shoah Resource Centre at Yad Vashem. Org. And Pope Pius XII became Pope in 1939 and he wrote two encyclicals condemning the Nazi atrocities. An encyclical, for those of you not familiar, is a little book written by a Pope on a particular topic. And he wrote an encyclical called, called Sumi Pontificatus, 1939, in which he condemned racism, totalitarianism, and the Nazi destruction of Poland. And he called for Poland's liberation. And in 1943, he wrote an encyclical called Mystici Corporis Christi, in which he condemned the evil of tyrants and he condemned forced conversions to Catholicism which were occurring in Croatia. If there is one place in World War II where many people who professed Catholicism behaved despicably, it was Croatia. During World War II there were 
atrocities committed. However, they were committing atrocities contrary to the exhortations of Popes Pius XI and Twelfth, and they were motivated by nationalism, racism, and hatred of Serbs, Gypsies, and Jews, not by Catholicism. And the Archbishop of Zagreb, Aloysius Stepinac, in 1942 in particular, vehemently condemned the great evils that Croatian nationalists were doing to Serbs, Gypsies, Jews, and other people. And he was ignored and, and hated by Pavlic, Auntie Pavlic, the Croatian Nazi dictator. In 1943, there were Vatican radio broadcasts which condemned the persecution of Yugoslavia's Jews. And there was also a papal nuncio in Germany, Cesare or Senigo, who personally confronted Hitler about the persecution of Jews in their meeting at Berchtesgaden. And Hitler walked away and smashed a glass on the floor in anger. In 1943, the Nazis occupied northern Italy in Rome. Now, it should be noted that prior to 19, the 1943 German invasion of Italy, there were no Jews deported from Italy to Germany. And the Nazi envoy, Siegfried Cash, told Berlin that it was because the Italians were heavily influenced by the Pope. And they didn't want to hand the Jews over to the Nazis. So Pope Pius XII was the conscience of the Italian people who were devoutly Catholic at that time. Sadly, they're not very devout these days. But back then they were. And during this Nazi occupation of northern Italy and Rome, 477 Jews were hidden in the Vatican and another 4,238 Jews were hidden in Rome in monasteries and convents. So the Catholic Church led the, took the lead in resistance to the Nazis and in saving Jewish lives. And Pius Twelfth and Father Hugh O'Flaherty, he was an Irish Catholic priest who lived in the Vatican, saved over 6,500 people through their escape operations. And there's a great 1983 film called The Scarlet and the Black. It stars Gregory Peck. And they helped save Jews and the Allied soldiers escaping. And after the war, Archbishop Giovanni Montini, who was the future Pope Paul VI, was offered an award for his rescue and his heroism during the war. But he simply said he was acting on orders from Pope Pius XII. And Pius XII also had fake ID papers printed for thousands of Jews. In Hungary, there, there's 
too many heroic Catholics to just mention in this one talk. So I'm only going to mention a few examples. In Hungary, there was Father Tibor Baranski, and he saved 3,000 Jews from deportation. And he was honoured as a righteous Gentile at Yad Vashem. And he acted on orders from Pope Pius Twelfth. And prior to the 1943 invasion, as I've said, the, uh, even under a fascist dictatorship of Mussolini, they didn't dare send the Jews to Nazi Germany because of the influence of Catholicism. And a couple of other honourable mentions, noteworthy martyrs. One was Sophie Scholl. She was executed in 1943, aged 21. And she was a devout Catholic, and she belonged to a Catholic resistance movement called the White Rose. And she distributed leaflets urging resistance to the Nazis, and she was caught and guillotined. And then there was Maximilian Kolbe. He was a Catholic priest in Poland. He was of Jewish, uh, sorry, of German and Polish ancestry. And Father Maximilian Kolbe had a newspaper where he wrote, where he attacked the evils committed by the Nazis as well as the communists. And he was captured by the Nazis and sent to Auschwitz concentration camp. And there was a group of men who were going to be locked in a room and left there to, to die by starvation. And often men in those rooms would die screaming, cursing in despair. And he was not sent, going to be sent there, but he offered to take the place of another man. And Father Colby saved his life. Father Colby, who himself was very weak and frail, and probably dying of tuberculosis, went into that room and he ministered to all those men who were dying and he turned that room of torture into a church. And after about 14 days, they went in and killed him by lethal injection because he was still alive, but he ministered to all the other men before they died. So to all those radical traditionalist Catholics, they should realise that the Catholic Church has always been a lover of social justice and helping the Jews. And to all those people who attack the Catholic Church and claim that Pope Pius XII was Hitler's Pope, Hitler himself would have scoffed at that. And some people have said, oh, well, maybe the Vatican didn't do enough. Wow. The Vatican, by population and size, is the smallest nation on the planet. It is less than half a kilometre squared. And it has a population of only several hundred. The population today is roughly a thousand and yet this nation, this tiny little country, 
helped save hundreds of Jews in the Vatican alone and thousands of Jews in the surrounding Catholic institutions in Rome just outside the Vatican and they inspired millions of Catholics and other people to resist the Nazis and to help other people regardless of whether they were Catholic, Jewish, Protestant or whatever. So I'm very proud to have men like Pope Pius XI and Pius XII they were compassionate men, they were socially conscious men, and they were courageous men who headed the world's smallest nation right next to a fascist dictatorship under Mussolini who was closely allied with a fascist superpower, Nazi Germany. And despite that, they did everything they could with their few resources to help save innocent lives. Thank you for listening.